just as we were starting, I just, the two scriptures, the, the Jesus is at the well in John 4 and then in John 7. Just actually, I'll just read this. We're going to just drink in of him. And as we drink in, there's rivers of living water that are going to flow. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them, they will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become to them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water. And I just, there's a plural there. It's not a stream, but it is streams of living water will flow from within them. He says by this, he means the Holy Spirit. So Lord, I thank you right now. We drink you in. We say yes to you. Give us spiritual eyesight tonight, wisdom, understanding. That when we speak, we speak with words from heaven. We declare what's on your heart. speaking to someone about this earlier today. I'm just going to read this one other scripture. This is Zechariah 3. We were just in this. And this is where Joshua was at first <laughs> the, the accuser was against him. And the Lord says to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. And Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes and he says, take off the filthy clothes. And he says to Joshua, see, I've taken away your sin. And I put rich garments on you. So put a clean turban on his head. And they put the clean turban on his head. And they clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. And I believe this is the charge for the church right now. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you will walk in my ways, if you will keep my requirements, my commands, the things I speak to you, the things in the word, the things of the spirit, then I will do this. I will give you the authority to govern my house and to have charge of my heavenly courts. And I will give you a place among those that are standing there. Lord, teach us your ways, to walk in your ways. But not only just to, to learn your ways, but that second part, that we would keep your commands, that we would be obedient to your voice, to your words. Awaken your church, Lord, into radical obedience. Awaken them to be an army of the Lord. 
no longer timid, no longer quiet, but the watchman on the wall. We're in the last days. The time is short. Lord, awaken your church and let it begin with us. Awaken our hearts, Lord. Give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. As we were praying this morning, I was just reminding you of some verses we were praying into. And then I'm going to open it up here. We're going to actually I'm gonna have Dan come up and just release something, and then we'll go into prayer. Uh, but just these words where it says, uh, These are the words of the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds. You're neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were one or the other. So because you're lukewarm, because you're neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And you say, I'm rich. I've acquired wealth. I don't need a thing you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful. Whoops, jump. Uh, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. He says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich and that you can wear the white clothes so that you can cover the shameful nakedness and put salve on your eyes so that you can see. This is a, a letter to one of the churches. Lord, I pray for the awakening and the eyes to be open and that we would shift our gaze back to you to walk in your ways. That we would put into practice the very things that you call us to. That we would be like the wise builder, not the foolish one. Sorry, I'm just... The, okay, this is the last thing. Ezekiel 33. This is what... This is what uh, he's talking to Ezekiel, and there are those that are coming, and they're listening to what Ezekiel's saying, and it says this. It says... They're saying, come and hear this message that has come from the Lord. It says, my people come to you. This is the Lord speaking to Ezekiel. My people come to you, as they usually do, and they sit before you, and they listen to your words, but they do not put them into practice. With their mouths, they express devotion, but their hearts are greedy for unjust gain. Indeed, to them, you are nothing more than one who sings love songs with a beautiful voice and plays an instrument well. For they hear your words, but they do not put them into practice. Lord, I believe this is much of the church in the days that we're in right now. And so... We cry out to you for an awakening of your church. 
that we would not be those that just go, well, that's, those are great ideas, those are great things to do, and, and then continue in our ways, but that we would learn to walk in your ways so that we can govern in your heavenly courts, that you would release again the authority to the church where that lampstand has been pulled back and there's been a a lack of authority in the church. Lord, we say, Lord, open our eyes to see that we would walk fully in your ways, that we would not only say yes, but we would actually step into the very things that you called us to do, that we would be the wise builders, not the foolish one who just heard the words and did not put it into practice. So awaken your church. Give them eyes to see. Give us eyes to see. Let it start right here in our hearts, just with us. (laughs) Let us not think that we're any better than anyone else. We say awaken our hearts. Awaken our eyes. Shoot. Here in just a minute, we're going to stand and we're going to pray. But I wanted to put my arm around an intercessory apostle tonight. Amen. I was in a meeting just a few weeks ago and have been pondering since then. I want to just throw a little bit of fuel on our fire for prayer tonight. Because if we can pray with great faith, I believe it adds a great wind behind our prayers to see them accomplished. Amen. Because faith is what moves this kingdom powerfully along. I was in a meeting, an important meeting, and there was a handful of intercessors that were praying for that. And a wind hit me from behind. The superintendent of this denomination to my left shot to his feet and began to scream at the top of his lungs. He's a dignified man. And he lost himself. Power of God hit him. And then the entire front row next to me fell out of their chairs onto the ground in intercession. And the Lord says that was from an intercessor. Literally, the power of prayer, somebody was interceding, entered into that room and shook that atmosphere. And then the Lord, after the meeting, said, I want you to ponder this. It was clear into 1 o'clock in the morning. He said, I want you to ponder the power of intercession. And I began to think about Charles Finney and his powerful campaigns, soul-winning campaigns, entire cities being turned upside down. And many of the outside did not know that the driving force behind Charles Finney's ministry was Father Nash. And when Brother Nash passed away, Charles Finney had to end his campaigns weeks later because the power of the intercessor, it was done. We need to realize tonight that I I literally, when we were at the Converge Conference, there was just a sudden move of the Spirit at the last session, and the power of God began to fall in the room and came on Mike substantially, and all of a sudden, I saw Mike, he, he was in the Spirit, I could see it in the Spirit, where he was, all of a sudden, this Colorado flag came around his shoulders, and Mike goes, oh, and it was like he was shouldering Colorado. And the Lord said, I'm placing the weight of Colorado on this house, and I knew that he represented the intercession of this house and over a region. And he was clothed in Colorado's flag, just like Dutch Sheets was wrapped in the American flag before God launched him all over the nation. He wept in that flag. And it was like he was carrying the weight of the nation upon his shoulders. And I believe that God has marked this house and anointing to cry out over Colorado. 
in lieu of that, last, last week I was in prayer. And my heart was startled. Now understand, God gave this to an intercessor. There's always redemptive anointing when he gives it to an intercessor. God's plans, even his warnings, have the ability to be turned. That's why he told an intercessor, because he knew that I was going to pray. And he showed me, pastors, that God has been wrestling with them, it felt like over a decade. And he said, these men are not turning their hearts towards me. They're resisting my spirit. And I'm about to remove them. And I felt this was over Colorado. And I saw a major exposure coming to the nation. Things are about to be uncovered. But over Colorado, and then he said, but there's men and women who have felt that they've been on the back burner, pastors and leaders who felt they've had very little significance. He said, they have said that I'm on the back burner, but actually I've had them simmering, waiting for a specific time. If I would have released their voice years earlier, what they carry would have fallen to the ground. It has to come at the right season at the right time. And I, I had a sense that we were to intercede over pastors who have lost their way and they have rebelled against Holy Spirit. And their lampstand, there's a warning, it's about to be removed from their, from their pulpits, from their ministries, the very presence of the Lord. And I felt that a judgment was to go and to come if the intercessors don't pray for their hearts to turn. And then also God is about to establish pastors and leaders in Colorado that have felt very insignificant. And the Lord says those that have been insignificant, they have felt that they have even lost anointings. They, their, their wells have run dry. I'm going to pour out my glory upon those. They're going to carry my glory at a level and they will never contend and wrestle against my glory, but they will operate underneath of it. Amen? And I felt that we were to pray tonight and intercede over pastors and leaders. There is a move of the Spirit that's happening all over Colorado. My faith has been growing as many of you in this room has been growing as God has been declaring over Colorado that He's not going to move over our state because we deserve it. He's not going to move over us because we do great church meetings. He's going to pour out His Spirit upon Colorado because of His great mercy. And it will be only by His mercy that His Son is about to be exalted in this overwhelming sense that Jesus is going to be glorified and He will not share that stage or that glory with another. Jesus is about to be exalted. Amen. Can we stand to our feet? I want to read Colossians to us and then we're going to intercede tonight over our state. We're going to pray. And I want to encourage you tonight. We're going to cry out over this state. God has placed Colorado on the shoulders of this house. That we have the ability to shoulder it in the spirit and to pray, Lord, let your will be done. Let all of Colorado, let it be shaken under your glory. That the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would be revealed over all of Colorado. That this high place, that the high place of Colorado, that the glory, the knowledge of the glory, His glory would be so prevalent that every place there would be a knowledge of God all over Colorado. So Father, we just stand and we declare out of Colossians 1, it talks about the preeminence of Jesus. That everything has been placed in Him and through Him and for Him and by Him. So we declare tonight the very preeminence of Jesus. Father, we feel your zeal for your Son, for Jesus to be glorified. We declare a Holy Spirit outpouring upon the church that the church would glorify Jesus. We declare, God, that all of Colorado is going to be shaken. Our high places, our capital is going to be shaken under the glory of God. Father, we declare that the government rests upon your shoulders. Every mayor of Colorado, God, every our governor, our our, our uh, Senators, God, our representatives, they rest upon your shoulders. Our pastors rest upon your shoulders. 
And we declare, Jesus, you will receive all preeminence, all glory, and all power in Colorado. And we stand and we declare tonight over those pastors that have been rebellious against you, Lord. Father, we declare, Lord, give them a dream in the night. Bring them back to the place of humility where their hearts would be consecrated before you because we know that judgment first begins in your house. And we ask you, God, for your judgments and your decisions to begin in the house of the Lord. Let it start here. Let it start with us, God. Burn in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that we will be burning ones upon the altars of our hearts that the fire of God remain, the ancient burning fire in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare over Colorado to return to the ancient paths of walking in the fear and the reverence of God in Jesus' name. Pour out your spirit over Colorado. Pour out your spirit over Colorado in the name of Jesus. We bless the high places. God, invade into every denomination, every denomination, every well to be opened up in these denominations. Ancient wells of revival, ancient wells of intercessors crying out and praying. Father, we declare the wells be opened in the name of Jesus. We declare, God, that these wells will open and salvation would literally spring up from the ground in the name of Jesus. We bless Colorado. We declare exactly like Luna said, it is an open heaven. We declare the heavens are open. They are not brass over this state. The heavens are open. God, pour out your glory over Colorado. God, awaken your pastors. God, shake your shepherds even in the night tonight. God, give them a dream that they would return to their knees, God, in intercession. Remind them of your faithfulness, God. Father, in Jesus' name, and the shepherds, the leaders, God, that have been on the back burner, we declare that that Jezebel spirit that's resisted their voice, it is falling in Jesus' name. That the voice of the prophet is being released over Colorado. We declare the prophet's voice is being released in Jesus' name. Father, we declare the prophets are coming forth again. They're coming forth again in the name of Jesus to prophesy the very word of the Lord that it would be established in the name of Jesus. God, strengthen your church. Open the wells in Colorado in Jesus' name. Name of Jesus. Ancient wells be open in the name of Jesus. Ancient wells be opened in the name of Jesus.
So I know we're going to go into prayer, but I, I just felt like I need to do this as a, I just need to do it. <laughs> um, as we were just praying, I just saw this, let me see where I need to start here. Um, this is out of Nehemiah, and it's it's this place where they're, they're trying to build the wall, there's, there's fear. Uh, they begin to, Joshua says, hey, we're going to, uh, I'm sorry, Nehemiah said, <laughs> and Joshua and Nehemiah. Nehemiah is saying, hey, you're going to have in one hand, you're going you're gonna to work with one hand, and then the other one, you're going to hold a weapon. And uh, before that, there was no, they weren't holding weapons. And this is where I feel like the Lord is actually raising up the army, uh, where, where before it was, it's like the body of Christ was getting hit, and they didn't have anything to defend themselves. But it's that, it's that Ephesians 6 that we're going to stand firm in this season. We're going to put on the full armor of God. And then, but we're, t- we're still to build. And the building is to come together as one. There is, it says this, it says, Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is extensive. And if you look around, the work is extensive. <laughs> there is a lot of work to be done. It's extensive, it, and it is spread out. And we are widely separated from each other along the wall. And the Lord, just real quick, just so you get a little context of this. This is regarding the 400, that there are 400 pastors and leaders to come together across Colorado. And the Lord's going to do something uh, that is extraordinary. 
<laughs> extraordinary. Uh, that there is a, there's a, it, it is the kingdom of heaven hitting earth at that moment. And there is something that is going to shift across the state that is going to actually affect the entire nation and the nations. Uh, and the Lord, it's, it's his desire. It's what he wants to do. But here's the thing. It says the work's extensive. It's spread out. We're widely separated from each other. There is one wall. And this is where the body of Christ kind of misses it. This is where churches are doing their things. And, and they think, well, we're building the wall. And, and then this one over here is we're building the wall. And what they don't realize is there's only one wall. And they're all, they're, they're playing. We're supposed to play our part. But there is a coming together. And, and I saw that I was seeing this and I explained this at one of the 400 gatherings. I was saying, I saw... I saw parts of the wall where maybe like a, if a church was working in a sense on one part of the wall and it was strong and it was, it was beautiful and they had it ornate and they had all these things on it and it was, it was lock solid. The problem was is they were focused on their one little section of the wall. What they didn't realize is right next to them was a huge gap with minimal workers and huge, <laughs> there's holes in the wall and, and it's, it's torn down and it's in ruins and and they're looking at their section of the wall going, isn't this beautiful? But what they don't realize is right next to them, there's access <laughs> for the enemy to go right through, and it's the same wall. And, and so when the perspective changes and when, when those that are all building on the wall see, realize it's one wall, it's not so important about just building your section of the wall. It's coming together as one to build the wall where it is most needed. And so what it says right after that, it says everyone was separated from each other along the wall. But whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there and our God will fight for us. And this is that coming together of the church as one, that it isn't about the churches and everyone doing their own thing. That when the trumpet blows, that there is a, there is a unity of the spirit of coming together. And it's in those times but that says that the Lord will fight on our behalf, that he will fight for us. So we're going to go into prayer, but I just felt like I would just ask, I know you guys don't all have trumpets, <laughs> but, and I didn't know why I was supposed to bring the shofar in here tonight, but I just, I don't always bring it in. I was like, I just need to bring it in. I was like, I probably won't do anything with it. Now I know what I'm supposed to do with it. So we're going to blow. I'm going to ask you guys to shout, and then we're going to just go into prayer. Uh, so are you ready? I haven't blown this thing in a while. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but I believe this is prophetic for, the, for Colorado. And if you just agree with me in this, that as I blow this, Chuck Pierce said that there's an authority in this place. And this isn't like tooting our own horn. It's just what the Lord... <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> that was for Marcus. <laughs> But I feel like, like as, we, as this is blown, this is a prophetic act for Colorado to come together as one. And that this is what the Lord is asking, that it's time. And he wants to fight on our behalf. So I just want you to stand in agreement on this as, as I blow this, no matter how it sounds. And we're just going to come into an agreement that the Lord's going to move. 
and that there's going to be a sound as this blows, there's going to be a sound that goes across Colorado that begins to hit the hearts of pastors across Colorado. That not just pastors, but leaders, churches. I feel like even just people in the congregations that go, man, I, I, I need to, <laughs> I got to stir up my pastor. I got to get him like, we got to get into this unity. We got to get into the, the oneness of the spirit. We got to get into this river. Uh, that's, that was what Converge was all about. It's streams coming together into a river that's much more powerful than little streams running and doing their own thing. We're to come together as one. So here we go. You guys ready? And I just, would you just <laughs> cry out with me? I don't know. Do something. Make it loud. Here we go. Yes, Lord, I thank you for unity. If you leave the backstory there, God, it didn't matter where the others were on the wall. They dropped everything they had and everything that they did to come together where the need was the greatest. <laughs> come on. I just feel like this is a word for the church that we get caught up in our day-to-day. -day. We get running in one singular lane, and we just have blinders on, and we just don't see to the left or to the right, so that when the trumpet is blown, and we know we're supposed to come together, or supposed to lend a hand, or supposed to, to, to come to minister or to serve, that we miss it sometimes. So, God, I thank you. God, I just thank you, God, for the sound of the trumpet. God, in the bond of unity, no matter where we're at, on our own wall, Lord, on the wall, uh, the wall of the bride, the wall of the holy temple, Lord, I thank you, God, that you'd bring all those together from far and wide, Lord to stand in unity in the mighty name of Jesus. So we're going to pray. Keep it vertical. Here we go. And pray. And then, and then as we go back into song, that's that time of declaration together where we just decree what the Lord is, is just saying over Colorado. First John 2. Whoever says, I know him but does not do what he commands as a liar. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So Father, convict our church of this place of obedience that you're calling us to. We must live in you. It's not an option. We must walk in the way of Jesus. Um, he showed me the bride in this beautiful dress, but she had army paint on her face and army boots on <laughs> with the armor underneath. So we are clean and pure, but we're ready to fight, covered in scars, and he loves our scars the most. And he says... Each and every one of us, every pastor in this state has a superpower. But when we come together, we they can neutralize each other's weaknesses. So let, let the 
pastors of this state, the leaders of this state of Colorado come together to neutralize each other's weaknesses, to, to lift each other up, Father. Let them hear our prayers tonight. Let them hear our war cry, our battle cry together. And as Tracy said, the trumpet, I have a song that actually Luna has sang for me that I wrote. And in one verse it says, No more defiance, we only hear God. Our armor is tightened, the war has begun. We seek your guidance for revelation. You cut through the silence, the trumpet is blown. So, Father, take this trumpet blow and let it just shake the ground of Colorado. Shake the foundation of anything less than agape love, Father. Bring us together in unity and in love. Let us show each other what it's like to love each other, to love our enemies, Father, to bring our enemies closer, to bring them into the oneness of God, to show them what it's like to be hit in, the one, in one cheek and to give them the other. Father, let there be a community of love, absolute love in Jesus' name. So this relates to the prayer for pastors and leaders and churches in Colorado. I got to give the visual and then I'll pray. What the Lord showed me um, <clears throat> is Jesus was opening drawers of a dresser and he was taking garments and clothes out. And this was over Colorado. And this relates to us personally as well. If there's any area that this the Holy Spirit speaks to. But I was feeling this for leaders and pastors. And the garments, the clothes, he said, were mantles, anointings, gifts and callings. And he said that for those, he called them prodigal churches, prodigal leaders, prodigal ministries. And he said, for those who have strayed from their original call and anointing, for whatever reason that they strayed, whether their original anointing, their voice was praise, worship, prophetic, fivefold, evangelistic, or whatever it was supposed to be. And, and it's like he showed me these garments had not been worn in a long time. These mantles, anointings, gifts, and callings have been exchanged for things of man, sometimes subtly, sometimes intentionally, sometimes some way in between. And Jesus was holding them up over Colorado, and he was dropping them on those who wanted them if they wanted to receive them. And he said they still fit. The gifts and the callings are irrevocable. They still fit. And then he showed me the robe that the father gave the prodigal son. He showed me the robe and he says, if these are received in repentance where needed, in humility, in alignment, in surrender, in whatever other way, if they're received, and there was the removing of the old clothing. Mike, you talked about clothing from Zechariah 3. There was a removing of old clothing. And Dan, he talked about anointings and mantles that have been lost and laid down by pastors and leaders. And the Lord said their true identity, they began to step into their true identity, call and purpose. And last, before I pray, as he showed me, the body of Christ in Colorado, the leaders specifically, but in any area of our, of our lives where we haven't experienced the fullness of what God has for us or whatever, we haven't stepped into it, received that, but he was showing me that um, there's little parts. I saw the body of Christ in Colorado. And I saw the leaders in the ministries. And there were pieces missing. An elbow, a finger, um, an organ. They were missing. And as we receive these original design, uh, identity, callings, mantlings, and anointings, these clothings that he was dropping down, he was restoring it. 
And all of a sudden, that part of the body appeared, and it was connected and intersected with the rest of the body. And the robe of righteousness was the literally, I saw the body of Christ clothed in the robe of the revelation of Jesus Christ. It was literally the robe of Jesus over the body. And each piece of that garment that was being dropped upon the churches, the mantles, or the ministries, the leaders, the pastors, even people who don't even know what they are yet or who they're supposed to be, but they feel it. I saw that all of a sudden that, that, that garment that they put on became one with the garment of Jesus over the bride. And it was one robe. So God, we intercede and we pray, God, as has already been brought forth, God, we pray for the leaders, the pastors, the churches, the ministries, God, those that you're raising up, those that you're saying, hey, the gifts and the callings are still there. They still fit. Will you receive them from me now? Will you lay down what you've taken up in its place? that is not fully who you are, will you, will you get rid of those clothes and will you receive the garments of the mantling and the anointing and the calling that is about your true identity in me? God, we pray for them. Grace, grace, grace. We pray for a spirit of repentance where it's needed, humility, surrender, and a laying down God so that they can pick up that mantling and that anointing and step into the fold of the body of Christ for your glory and the revelation of Jesus in power and love in Jesus' name. Oh, revive the pastors, awaken the shepherds, open up their eyes to gifts and callings on their lives. Lord, revive the pastors, Awaken the shepherds, open up their eyes to gifts and callings on their lives. Lord, revive the pastors, awaken the shepherds, open up their eyes to gifts and callings on their lives. Where they are dead. 
Let there be light. Awaken them, Lord, awaken them. Even tonight, Lord, we prophesy awakening dreams. We prophesy awakening visions. We prophesy awakening encounters. Lord, we say, have mercy. Lord, we say, have mercy. I ask you for that pastor where you've been knocking on the door of his heart for about 10 years, as Dan said. God, tonight we prophesy the awakening. Tonight we prophesy the breath of God breathing on his heart. Tonight we prophesy an angelic encounter. Tonight we prophesy eyes being opened. Tonight we prophesy obedience, obedience, obedience. We prophesy a laying down of his ministry. We prophesy just a surrender. We prophesy a surrender over these pastors in Jesus' name. Read now the Luke 15 parable of the lost lamb. Many dishonest tax collectors and other notorious sinners often gathered around to listen to as Jesus taught the people. This raised concern of the Jewish religious leaders and the experts of the law indignant. They grumbled and complained, saying, look at, look at this man associates with all these notorious sinners and welcomes them all to come to him. In response, Jesus told them an illustration. There once was a shepherd with a hundred lambs, and one of his lambs wandered away and was lost. So the shepherd left the 99 lambs out in the open field and searched in the wilderness for that one lost lamb. Then it talks about how he found the lamb and celebrated and they had a party and a party in heaven. But I wanted to point out, God, that uh, those notorious sinners, those tax collectors, were seen by the Pharisees as just that and not as lambs. Jesus saw innocent lambs. When the world looks at the hard shell of those who are notorious, those who are tax collector type people, we see the outer shell and not the lamb. Your church has been that way, and I myself have been that way, God. Lord, over time, it's like I put these goggles on, religious goggles, Jesus. Little by little, without noticing, like the frog in the kettle, God. And looking at people having been burned by them before, discouraged, and et cetera, et cetera, different things, hope deferred, all that stuff, God, has helped put on these goggles, religious goggles, looking at people in a judgmental way, God. So, Father God, I just repent on behalf of my own self and for your church in Colorado, God. And then in the name of Jesus, I decree the goggles removed. That religious spirit gone off your church, God. So we can see people as innocent lambs, God. We'll go after those ones. We want parties in heaven, God. Redeeming the lost lambs. Help us to see again like we've been singing, God. Remove all the goggles. Remove all the blinders, Jesus. No more judgment seat. No more Pharisee thinking or seeing in the church, God. We call it forth in Jesus' name. We look and see the lambs like Jesus. And God, let us be like Jesus where people want to hang around us. They feel the love of the Father when they're around us, God. Release that across your church in this city, in this state, God. 
In Jesus' name. We got Nicholas online here. He's going to pray. Pastor Nicholas. I'm so encouraged tonight. Just uh, so many confirmations. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, we can't hear you yet. Do give us a test, though, or something. Can you hear me now? Hello? Okay, we got you now. Okay. Uh, I'm so encouraged tonight. Um, just with the, there was a threefold witness of a word the Lord reminded me that He gave me September 20th of 2022, and it's a threefold uh, confirmation of three main themes tonight that the Lord's been releasing. Uh, one with Nehemiah, the walls, and uh, also the gates, the importance of the gates. Um, secondly, uh, Genesis 26 of. of Redigging the wells and digging new wells, the Isaac anointing being released upon the church. And thirdly, just the living water of Jesus flowing. Uh, John 15 abiding and the living water of Jesus flowing. And uh, I, I'm just going to read this word as a prayer over the hearts of pastors because that's what this word was written to of awakening the hearts of pastors. So September 20th, the Lord spoke. He said, I am calling my remnant church to fill the dry wells with the living water of my spirit. Far too many believers are lost and pastors are struggling and are very dry. These parched grounds need to be redug to have their wells unstuck from the soil of the world and the leaven of the Pharisees. Exactly what Pastor Jack was talking about with uh, the legalistic uh, Pharisee kind of lenses. In years past, these children have been faithful, but now they are unfruitful. To produce fruit, one must be having my living water flowing to provide drink for themselves and for all their flock. This living water must come only from my spirit, from following Jesus at all times and at all costs. I am searching for those throughout the earth who will burn purely with such intensity and no compromise will be found in them or in their leadership. We pray this over the pastors, God, right now. Hydrate their hearts with your spirit. He says, will you work to water these dry wells that have come so that they may become filled once again? I am giving you keys to reach these. I believe that's happening tonight, sons and daughters, right now in this atmosphere. I'm giving you keys to reach these that their hearts may no longer be parched. Amen but rather open to receiving the water of my spirit. It is time for the wells to be redug and refilled so that many more churches can house my glory and feed the multitudes that come to drink the water of my spirit. Prepare your gates for the flood of my people will soon be surely coming. Prepare your gates, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. My glory is coming and it will draw immense multitudes such that my church cannot currently handle. The harvest is truly plentiful, so prepare your gates. So Father, we just pray that spirit of awakening released here tonight. We lift our hands in faith, God. We believe right now. We believe that as we're interceding, your spirit, Holy Spirit, you're going forth. You're rattling churches. You're shaking pastors. You're quaking them to the into the awakening right now. We thank you, Jesus, for watering their hearts, their dry and weary hearts with your spirit, God. 
and that churches will be unified by your spirit, by the water that uh, I remember you showed us, God, over Colorado that it was immersed. Everything was flooded under the water of your spirit. You even showed that to that six-year-old um, that you gave uh, Pastor Mike, that that, uh, that drawing, that six-year-old, your neighbor gave it, that we were immersed by the Spirit of God. And so, Jesus, we say we believe. Will you move right now on our intercession? Every single house, every denomination, God, nobody is safe for the move of your Spirit. We pray, immerse us, immerse us, immerse us. Jesus, when your side was pierced, out of it flowed blood and water. And I believe that that was the river, the living water of your spirit flowing into the church. And we pray it right now, God, that we would not be a lukewarm church, that we would return to our first love, burn bright and burn hot on fire with you, Jesus, flowing that living water that will saturate and hydrate thirsty and hungry hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Holy Spirit's got a, he did a, he set it up. All of us, we're going, the, the Holy Spirit's so in love with the body of Christ and is so fervently after each one of us, so fervently. I, um, I just, I bear witness to all of these words that have been released and I just feel the Lord is, is, he is shaking the ground. There is a gr the ground is shaking. I want to read right after Jesus gave up his spirit. It says in Matthew, it says, And behold, come on church, the veil in the, of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. And the tombs were open, and many bodies of the saints that had been fallen, had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, and they entered into the holy city. There is a shaking of the body that is happening. An awakening of the church to the resurrection power of God. That the dead would come to life. The dead in the church would come to life. Those who are in the grave would come to life. And that the bones would live. There is a shaking, church. There is a shaking. And there is an awakening coming. And so, Holy Spirit, I invite you to come and awaken your, your body. Awaken your children. Awaken us who were dead and are now alive. Let this resonate over the land of Colorado that the rocks will shake and the earth will quake, that the veil was torn in two. There is no longer a separation. So Holy Spirit, come, let angels ascend and descend over the state of Colorado. Let every high place resonate with the frequency of heaven. Let every church resonate with the frequency of heaven. Let every pastor be awakened to the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Let the voices be raised in exaltation of Jesus. And let this, this state quake in the trembling of the Lord. 
let this state quake for reverence of his holy name. Let this state be in humble obedience to the word of the Lord. And let the rocks cry out. Let the mountains shake. Come, Holy Spirit, let your will be done here on this land. Let the earth shake and quake and awaken us to life in Jesus' name. As we say, let there be life, resurrection power, resurrection life. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light, resurrection power, resurrection life. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Resurrection power, resurrection life. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Resurrection power, resurrection life. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Open heavens, there's no ceiling. Angels ascending, descending again. Open heavens, there's no ceiling. Angels descending, ascending again. We say, open heavens, there's no ceiling. Angels descending, ascending again. We say, Open heavens, there's no ceiling. Angels descending, ascending again. Oh, angels descending, ascending again. Angels descending, ascending again. Oh, angels descending, ascending again. Oh, angels. Ascending, ascending again. God, I thank you so much. I'm asking that you, yeah, just pour out uh, mercy, mercy on the pastors, God. I thank you for your love that you draw them tonight, your shepherds, God, your chosen ones, God, with your cords and your strands of love, God. The greatest of these is love. I thank you, Father, that you draw them tonight to yourself, Father. Forgive them for the works of the flesh, God. Forgive them. I stand in the gap. I ask for mercy for the works of the flesh. It's all by your spirit. It's all by your spirit, God. Unless the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain, God. May they come to the altar as you draw them. May they come back to their first love. May they come back to the altar, God. 
their first love. Oh, God, I thank you. You've not given up on them. I thank you, Father, for your mercy. You're the God of the second chance and the tenth chance, God. I thank you that they are your chosen ones, God. I silence the accuser of the brethren in Jesus' name. I silence the accuser against their minds and their hearts and the past. Oh, God, I, I declare a new future, a new future in you. Walk in the ways of the Lord. Forget the former things and walk in the ways of the Lord. I thank you, Father. They put on that garment. They put on those beautiful garments, oh, God. And they start again. Yes. They start again. They start afresh. They start anew. They start anew. New mercies. New mercies, God. Shakabata. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that they will walk in your ways. You sing and you dance over them tonight, God. You sing and you dance over them. They are special. They are precious to you, Father. Thank you for your chosen ones. Rise up. Rise up chosen ones rise up forget the former things fall upon the rock fall upon the rock with tears of repentance and put on your garments and start afresh for the glory of God in yes. Jesus name Marcus was praying singing resurrection power why don't you stand to your feet all of us if you can a radical, righteous, redeemed remnant is rising for revival. And we declare here and now resurrection power in Jesus' name. Father, we declare marriages revived in Jesus' name. Father, right here in a 120-mile radius, marriages instantly right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, we declare marriages revived children revived prodigals revived father nation this nation father here and now we declare the blood of the lamb we declare will you not revive us again psalm father we pray the psalm will you not revive us again bring us to life again that your people may rejoice and show oh, in you Show your loving kindness, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will hear with expectant hope what God the Lord will say, for he will speak peace to his people, to his godly ones, but let them not fall again into sin. Surely his salvation is near to those who reverently fear him and obey him with submissive wonder that the glory and manifest presence of God yes, may dwell in our land. Yes. That the glory, the manifest presence of God may dwell in our land. Come on, would you just put that on your lips? That the glory and the manifest presence of God may dwell in our land. Father, we pray that Psalm 85, 6 through 9, and we pray right now, God, Father, you have not given your church the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit, which gives us mighty power and love, God, and self-control. And we pray right now, Father, your church, the repentance, repent with agreement of fear. And we declare just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would not bow to the idol. Father, we pray right now, Father, that the leaders, that the fathers and the mothers, 
Father, over this region, we declare, God, households that will not bow to the idols in Jesus' mighty name. There is a righteous, redeemed, there is a radical remnant now rising for revival, and we pray in Jesus' mighty name, we will not bow to the idol of complacency. We will not bow to the idol of fear. We will not bow to the idol, and we declare, God, throw us into the fire, just like they said, O King, our God is more than able to save us. But even if he doesn't, throw us into the fire. <laughs> and the fourth man, Father, we pray right now, would you just, come on, would you begin to pray in your heavenly language? Come on, pray in your heavenly language right now. Begin to just, come on, stir it up right now. For 30 seconds right now, over this region right now, we declare families restored, children restored, revival, revive us, God. Restoration, God, we declare a healing, the blood of the Lamb over this nation. God, we pray right now, God, children, Father, in revival, God, we pray right now in Jesus' name, in miraculous healings, God. Let the healing power of Jesus, oh, Jesus, right now, in Jesus' name. This is all for you, Jesus, and we pray here and now that there would be creative miracles happening everywhere. Father, that there would be healing power flowing right now. I thank you blind eyes open in Jesus' name. We declare, God, heaviness lifted. We declare, God, healing power, God. In Jesus' name, cancer being healed, diabetes being healed, autoimmune disease, mental disorders. Father, all of these things, God, bipolar, we declare in Jesus' name, the bride of Jesus Christ is not bipolar. We declare all this is being healed in Jesus' mighty name. We declare the healing of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Speak that over your family. Just come on, 30 seconds. The blood of Jesus. Show them your mercy. Oh, revive your people. Revive your church. Show them new mercy. Give them new birth. Revive your people. Revive your church. Show them new mercy. Give them new birth. Revive your people. Revive your church. Show them new mercy. Give them new birth. Revive your people, revive your church, show them new mercy, give them new birth. Resurrection power, resurrection life, open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Resurrection power, resurrection life. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Resurrection power, resurrection life. Open up the heavens, we say, let there be light. Resurrection power, resurrection life. Open up the heavens, we say.
Revive your people. Revive your church. Show them new mercy. Give them new birth. Revive your people. Revive your church. Show them new mercy. Brother Nicholas had shared on Monday during the call about the quaking. Um, the Lord told him quaking. He shared it tonight. And brother, you used the word trembling. Um, on Monday and tonight, I kept hearing the Lord saying, tremble, tremble, tremble. I'm just going to read three, uh, five scriptures. And I believe the Lord's declaring this over Colorado. He's saying what's happening. In Psalm 96.9, it says, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. The Lord reigns, Psalms 99.1. Let the peoples tremble. He dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. Psalm 114.7. Tremble, O earth, at the presence. And I'm, I'm reading this over Colorado. The Lord is saying something over Colorado in this shaking and quaking. Tremble, O earth. Tremble, Colorado, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. Isaiah 64.2. Two more scriptures here. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. Notice, it's the trembling at the presence and the glory of God in our midst. And then in Joel 2.1, it says, Blow the trumpet in Colorado. I'm substituting Colorado for Zion. Blow the trumpet in Colorado and sound an alarm in my holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, for it is at hand. We declare the day of the Lord's presence in Colorado is at hand. Amen. I just want to declare the goodness of God as we close here. And uh, it's out of Isaiah 30, which talks about an obstinate people. <laughs> And it starts with this, woe to the obstinate children, declares the Lord. Those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance, but not by my spirit, heaping sin upon sin. They go down to Egypt without consulting me. And it goes on. And it, it, they go on to say, we don't want any more visions of what is right. Just tell us what's pleasing. Prophesy illusions. We don't want to, we don't want the Holy One of Israel. Stop confronting us. And the Lord says this. He says, in repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. And it says, but you would have none of it. But then this is just right after that, it says this. It says, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to us. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice, and blessed are all of those who put their hope in Him, who wait for Him. O oh, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you who weep no more, how gracious He will be when you cry for help. As soon as He hears, He will answer you. 
And although the Lord gives the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teacher, he's referring to the Holy Spirit, that says, will be hidden no more. And your own eyes will see him. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. And this is what's going to happen. As you listen, it says you will defile the idols that are overlaid with silver and gold images covered with gold. And it says, and you will throw them away like a menstrual cloth. And you will say, away with you. And then this is what the Lord will do. He will send you rain for the seed to sow in the ground. And the food that comes from the land will be rich and plentiful. And then there's more. (laughs) The last part, it says that he will bind up the bruises of his people. And he will heal the wounds that are inflicted. So, Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we do. We cry out for mercy for Colorado, Lord. We we deserve, (laughs) we don't even want to know what we deserve. But, Lord, we say, we ask you for mercy. The very thing where it says, but when you cry for help, he will hear you. He will hear us. Lord, I thank you that you hear our cry. That even tonight, as we cried out, as we prayed for pastors, as we prayed for churches of Colorado, Lord, I thank you. This, this wasn't just wasted time. But Lord, you begin to shift things in the atmospheres. There, there are things happening right now because of what was spoken tonight, what was declared tonight, what was sung tonight. Lord, I thank you for the authority that we have, that whatever we bind in the heavens is... is, is is loosed. How does it say? <laughs> My mind. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in the heavens. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in the heavens. So, Lord, we thank you for the authority that we walk in. We thank you that, Lord, that we get to govern in the heavenly courts as we, as we hear your voice, as we walk in your ways, as we walk according to your ways, and we, we obey your commands. Lord, I thank you. It says that those, as we obey your commands, it says we will remain in your love. We will remain in that place of love, in the place of obedience to you. Lord, we we thank you for that intimacy. And we thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you are a loving God with tender, loving mercies. And so, Lord, we just thank you for tonight. Lord, I pray a blessing over every person in this place, over everyone who's watching online. I know sometimes there's as many as 400 that are online. (laughs) And uh, Lord, we just say thank you for those that are even partnering, that are coming in on on Facebook and on on, uh, YouTube and and just saying yes as, as we gather in this little room and we pray together and we contend for what's on your heart. You're just showing me earlier like that this is, this is like an, it's like an engine that's underneath the hood. You can't see it. It, it's not like it's real visible, but it actually moves the vehicle. And Lord, I thank you that there's movement as we contend in that place of, as the engine room, we just contend for your heart. We, we come up into the throne room of grace and we say, Lord, move on the hearts of your people. Lord, do what you want to do in this place. And so, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, may you receive all the glory in our lives. In everything that we say and do, may it be words that may it be salt and light. 
may it bring life to people around us. May we never curse. May we always bless. May our words be seasoned with salt. So we bless your name tonight in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Let it be so.